to the weekly message from Angel of Joy Lutheran Church, an ELCA congregation located in Lufkin, Texas. Pastor Paul Guy and the family of Angel of Joy invite you to join us for worship at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you should find yourself in our neighborhood, please enjoy this message and visit our website at angelofjoy.org. Dear friends in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you hear Jesus' words. Let your light shine before others. Do not resist evil. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, you're to turn and offer the left as well. If they ask for your shirt, give them your coat also. If they press you for one mile, you're supposed to go too. Give to those who beg from you and love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Seems like common sense, doesn't it? But then it goes a little further. In a word, Jesus tells us that we should strive to be perfect. How many of you got up this morning and said, Today, being Sunday, the holy day and all that, I'm going to be perfect. Nah, it's not like us, because we know we can't be perfect. But the harder we try, the closer we'll come. But in any case, Jesus is implying that we ought to make it our goal to be godlike in all that we do. Not to be gods, but to be godlike. To do the gracious, kind, and just things that God would do if he were in our place. And when you hear words like this, you just have to wonder how serious Jesus could have been. In a Broadway play, a woman said, God never made a better woman than I am. But somehow, I just can't seem to live up to that. Part of life entails our seeking to find an ideal by which to live. Or perhaps to establish a solid foundation that supports our entire life. Yeah, and that's not such an easy thing to do. Once in a while, at the very least, it involves using our intellect. There's an old story of an ancient Chinese warlord who ordered his general to go to a city and to take the city and to destroy all of the enemies. No quarter... No mercy, no nothing. About a week later, the warlord went to the city and saw that the city gates were wide open. But when he went in, he saw his general and all of the other soldiers having a banquet with the citizens there. Well, he was furious. And he went to that general and he asked about his order, about destroying the enemies. And, of course, the general's response was, Well, I did exactly like you said. And as you can see, they are now our friends. Yeah, that's the best way to get rid of your enemies is to turn them into friends. Most governments today came into being in one of two ways. First, in the beginning, they came about by overthrowing the existing leadership. Or second, they were chosen by the cities of that principality or nation 
And in this case, the government was selected because it offered what the people wanted. And that usually involved freedoms, security, justice, and prosperity. Of course, we are aware of the news that's coming out almost hour by hour out of the Ukraine, where the nation's parliament has just expelled the president for abuse of power and his complete indifference to the will of the people. At the same time, his political opponent, who has been imprisoned for the last two and a half years, was freed and is already making public speeches to the crowd, and some people are predicting that she will be elected constitutionally as the new president. At other times and in other places, however, those in charge of the government get rough and even kill their opponents. The despotic rule and subsequent civil conflict in Syria, for example, has claimed thousands of lives, and the end is still nowhere in sight. Fortunately, in our country, the leadership is always supposed to represent the best interests of its citizens, you and me. The American Constitution is, in many ways, the foundation upon which our nation lives. But this governing document is only an old piece of paper without the commitment of our nation to respect and uphold its ideals, which Congress and the executive branch strive to do. In the 200-plus years since its ratification, this Constitution, which is, as a matter of fact, the oldest written Constitution still in use by any nation in the world today, has been added to only occasionally and is regularly consulted in determining what we as a nation ought to do. But this generally applies only to our own nation and its citizens. Other nations choose their own way of being governed. As we know, that can get kind of tricky or even very difficult depending upon the circumstances. the founding fathers of what came to be known as the United States of America believed that this country's future depended upon its having just rules and strong ideals. In other words, it needed a good and solid foundation. Jesus somehow seemed to have a broader sense of of vision for God's people, and as a starting point, he tried to establish good ideals as well. In all likelihood, he was aware that his demands would seldom, if ever, be completely realized. But people needed a goal, something that was attainable, something that would shape them and their actions, and he urged his listeners to shoot for that goal. And that's what we heard today. In a nutshell, Jesus was asking the people to care about the welfare of others to the very best of their ability and to strive to be godlike in all their dealings. What we heard today seems extravagant. But, you know, that was Jesus' way of getting our attention by being extravagant. But let me give you an example. In all of history, up till 1954, nobody had ever run a mile in less than four minutes. 
After his failure in the 1952 Summer Olympics, Roger Bannister spent two months deciding whether to give up training altogether. And then he set before himself a new goal, to be the first man to run a mile in under four minutes. Nobody thought it was possible. Funny how things change in a fairly short period of time, but on the 6th of May in 1954, Roger Bannister ran the mile race, and his time was a new record. Three minutes, 59.4 seconds. At the Winter Olympics that are concluding today, for the very first time, an American ice dancing couple won the gold medal of the championship in that Olympics with a record high score at that. But it was the culmination of them working hard for 15 years together to make that dream come true. 15 years didn't come easily. But they did it. Jesus had high ideals and big dreams. And he knew that we needed his vision in order for us to catch the dream as well. Jesus Jesus knew that we needed a bit of direction and sometimes a bit of a shove. Now, I know someone who has had some trouble with the house that she owns. It was built upon a series of piers rather than a solid concrete foundation. And after a rainy season and then a dry season, the ground shifted, and consequently so did that house. It's also important for us to have a good foundation, not merely in houses, but in our lives. And when Jesus gave us an impossible rules to keep perfectly, if we take it that way, literally, he at least gave us goals to shoot for and a, sol- a solid foundation for our lives and our interaction with other people. In general, these are a foundation for many personal relationships that we may experience, When Jesus admonished us to strive to be God-like, he was essentially reminding us of what came to be a well-known song years later. Praise him, praise him, all ye little children. God is love. God is love. Praise him, praise him, all ye little children. God is love. God is love. So the bottom line in this difficult biblical passage that we heard this morning is not that we have some impossibly demanding rules to live by to earn our salvation, but rather that God wishes for his people simply to care for each other. And sometimes that's all it takes to make the impossible a reality. When we treat those whom we might otherwise perceive as enemies with kindness and respect they might very well end up being our treasured friends. It's happened before, and I dare say it's happened in most of our lives, and it can happen again. There's another song that when I was a college student, we used to sing around the campfire, the last stanza of which went, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. Some of you know that song. 
Well, that's, I think, is what Jesus was talking about so long ago. And his words still ring true today. It's a true message that people around the world are literally dying to experience at this momentous time in history. They'll know we are Christians by our love. And at the very least, Jesus is counting on us to make that love a reality in the lives of those who know us. Someone back there needs an extra ounce of or two of love right now, I think. So let's get out there and make our Lord's dream for us come true. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please provide feedback on the iTunes podcast page and visit our website at angeljoy.org for more information.